And folks, good afternoon on my goodness, what a rainy, <coughs> excuse me, Wednesday. It is December 7th, anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Folks, we never forget the amount of lives that were lost. It was actually more than on 9-11. Um, but it is a rainy day. Good afternoon to everybody watching on Facebook Live. Behind me, you can see our backdrop. That is the Den of Thieves, uh, where Governor McKee is laying down the law. With the homeless, the unhoused, the homeless advocates, whatever you want to call them. Oh, you want to crash my tree lighting ceremony? You want to embarrass me in front of my friends and family and my mother? Oh, yeah? Well, guess what? Boom! Eviction time for the homeless. And we're going to tell you all about it. Folks, this portion of the program on this rainy Wednesday, and it's read by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I was there Sunday, picked up our Christmas tree there. It is it is truly Christmas headquarters, for crying out loud. Balsam, Fraser fir, cut trees, three feet, eight feet tall, <clears throat> eight feet tall, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches, 60 inches in size, huge wreaths. They have Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available. Folks, they're open seven days a week. PR Landscape Materials and Gardens at Arlene, stop in there. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, worth the ride, family-run business, quality is excellent, birdhouses, and custom-made sleighs from local artists. Plus, firewood available, pickup and delivery. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, check out petro.com We have the story, McKee's Revenge. McKee's Revenge. Governor McGreed saying, you want to embarrass me in front of my mother? Take that. <clears throat> Eviction of the layabouts. Setting the line in the sand, Friday morning, 9 o'clock, beat it, scram, or you're going to get arrested. Governor McKee is going to start to arrest homeless individuals in Rhode Island. We don't care if you're protesting. Hey, Rummy, which part of this, and I don't mean my dog, that's the line from Wonderful Life. What part of this don't you understand? I said, beat it, scram, screw, get off Smith Hill. I want my shelter. Get out of here with your shelter. Oh, what are you, the Rolling Stones? <clears throat> Folks, to, uh, this portion of the program, check out the website, petro.com. We also have the Richard Gardner story. We have photos no one else has, plus the court document, of course. And then the big scandal that we broke yesterday in Cranston, which is, I like this saying, we think it was a language barrier. But anyhow, folks, read it all at the website, dpetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Yes, one drink. It's brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So, uh, Facebook reminder tonight, see a Cranston, Poli- Cranston PD Live, episode four goes down tonight. Right around 6 o'clock, 6 to 8, although last week it was more like 6.15 to 8.30. But anyhow, we start at 6, right around there. <clears throat> and we, uh, you get live stream, Cranston Police. What they see, we see. What I see, we all see. Cranston PD live tonight, 6 o'clock. Now, someone asked me, he said, well, we're moving it around, if you notice. Last week it was Thursday night. We went up against the Patriots. 
Poor move by one. We were going to do it last night, but it was raining last night. Uh, tonight, the rain is supposed to stop a little bit later. I saw in the forecast. Um, let me just double check. The rain. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's actually going to stop at six o'clock. We have a window of time for Cranston PD Live. And then it starts raining in at nine o'clock. <clears throat> so, um, oh, you're afraid to go out in the rain? Well, it's not good for the equipment. And then, um, well, anyhow, we're, we're moving it around. We're trying different nights. And then, folks, as always, when there's something happening, we're there. But this is designated riding with them. It's all about the access. You get to see what <clears throat> what the police see. And um, and last week's episode three did really well. I think episode four tonight, again, on a Wednesday night. And then all eyes will turn to the state house Now, again, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. I know we've had... Um, <clears throat> some glitches. Some people are not getting it. You can always check the page and then boom, it shows that we are in fact live. I think it's more of just some people get distracted with Christmas and they're doing different things. So, <clears throat> but um, sometimes there's just little glitches within the app. Sometimes you need to update your app. So I tell people a lot of times, you know, many times if you're having problems with Facebook, delete it on your phone and then just download it again. And then sometimes they straighten out. Hey, I didn't invent it. We're just making the most of it. But you can see it all. And then we are posting them uh, also on the website, Dimitrov.com. But the big story, it started going down this morning. Hey, Eva, hang up on them. Eva Marie Mancuso has been spotted. She was outside the state house with the governor's staff, and they're now going to evict them. But it doesn't kick in until... Friday. So now we're going to talk to our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, about this tomorrow. But it, it's also, I talked about this in the first hour. And many people, I just want to remind people, the radio show starts at 11. It's 11 to 2. We do the Facebook in the middle, 12 to 1. But then we do another hour on the radio. But in the, we had Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who's terrific. Uh, we have our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. We'll have him weigh in on this. I, I wonder if there's going to be some kind of a legal challenge to the governor trying to get those people out of there. Now, there's several factors I'm told involved. Number one, he the election is over. So he didn't want to do anything during the election. That's number one. Number two, uh, the governor feels that there's a lot of political overtones to many of these Individuals, He doesn't think necessarily they're all homeless. He's not wrong in that, by the way. As we were up there last week and I have the video posted, one of them is an advocate who does have an apartment. But, you know, in the spirit of camaraderie, was sleeping out with the other home with the homeless people or unhoused have you at the state house. And I want to be very clear. These individuals, they have certain demands. This is not someone, hey. You know, it's cold. I have nowhere to go. They know where the shelters are. They know where you can crash. They know the system. Many of these people, I'll even use the word many of them, they're like professional homeless individuals or unhoused, if you will. They know where you can get a shower. They know where you can go to the bathroom. They know who serves free breakfast, who has free coffee, who serves free lunch, who has food around dinner time. Uh, they know different shelters and ones you can go to or different places that you can camp out. In the warm weather, they have tents and they don't like being uh, tied down. <clears throat> There's rules within a shelter. If you go to Crossroads, okay, you stay the night, boom, and then they kick you out during the day. 
And so you have to go somewhere during the day. Many of the shelters operate that way, if not all of them. It's just a shelter at night. And as we've talked about, do they allow couples to sleep together? No, and it doesn't matter, same sex or opposite sex. It's always, for instance, Harrington Hall in Cranston is a men's only shelter. Uh, so then that presents, because there's more men that are homeless than women. Uh, many women, there's, there's all kinds of sexual assaults. It's violent. It's dangerous. Many people are drinking. There's drugs involved. There's a lot of crime that goes into the homeless situation. But we've talked about many of the stories and the people. They have pets. They don't want to be separated. It's a couple together, male, female. They're both homeless. They have a demand. They want to be able to have their dog. They want to be able to smoke. <clears throat> can't smoke inside a shelter. You can't bring drugs inside of a shelter. Can't bring a weapon inside to a shelter. You can't bring alcohol inside to a shelter. I believe where the McKee people and the housing people need to explain this better in some ways, it has been a failure, <clears throat> is as I've explained and I mentioned to Dan McGowan, a lot of these people, they're being called homeless. What they are, are they individuals that are demanding, or it doesn't matter if you, to me if you use the word demanding or in need of, but they want free housing. That's what they want is free housing. They don't want to have to pay for housing. It's free to go to a shelter. They say they either want a hotel voucher to stay in a hotel. There are some hotels that allow it. Most do not. They want that. What they really want is their own place that they don't pay for, and then they can keep all their things. I mean, I do believe that. But the problem is who's going to pay for it? Because keep in mind, they're also, they are, they're, again, lack of a better word, but they're needy. They are very reliant on state services and government services. This is not, you know, and they're always trying to portray these people. This guy, he works, but then he's also homeless. I, I, I'm not, that's... That's kind of the fringe. That's not the, you know, what's 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 affecting 80% of the crowd? Or even, I think it could go higher, 90% of the crowd. What's affecting that? I'm not saying there aren't a couple of fringe people. They always like to point to that, right? Look at this couple and they have a child. I mean, that that is totally wrong. If, if people truly use the shelter just for that, something happened, you know, maybe... I don't know. Someone has a fight with a roommate. Someone truly has nowhere to stay. Then you have a shelter. But the problem is the people, you see them at crossroads. They start lining up to go back in at night. <clears throat> they walk around downtown during the day. And then they want to parade right back into crossroads at night. I don't believe it was ever designed that way. So, But now, Governor McKee, they've decided they've had enough. Number one, they, they, they crashed into his tree lighting ceremony. He didn't like that. Number two, they're starting to become a, they're a nuisance. When they did the tree lighting ceremony last year, they heckled him. Uh, this year they do it, they did it inside, and they crash in again. That's number one. Number two, the Channel 10 story about what are the, the people at the state house that encampment leaving behind? Needles, syringes. And then, of course, this is the human waste. They dump urine. They dump worse. They go into the tent. They defecate. And then they just throw it over. So you have trash piling up. You have cigarettes piling up. There's an odor that comes with that. 
right? Human feces, whether it's urine or worse. And so now it's really turned into a pigsty and it's a problem. He really didn't like it. So, so they start going around this morning and they were handing out eviction notices to the people. And I touched on that. But this goes back to what I initially had said, which is the problem is they never should have allowed this. It was last fall. And Cynthia Mendez, who ran for lieutenant governor, lost, came in third. Cynthia Mendez, she was the state senator. So she showed up with some of the co-op collaborative people. And they said, we're going to do a sleep out at the state house. Now, Governor McKee, not thinking long-term ramifications, the state police, Capitol Police, to their credit, said, no, no, no. You can't sleep overnight here at the state house. And she said, but I'm a state senator and I'm a woman of color and blah, blah, blah. But so they made a phone call and they said, oh, okay, you can, you can, you can stay overnight at the state house. They never should have allowed that because now... Well, now they've been doing it for quite some some time. They've actually been doing it on and off for a year. So now Governor McKee is saying, you know, on second thought, maybe maybe we shouldn't have these individuals just camped out at the state house, which they never should have allowed in the first place. But anyhow, so here is Brian Crandall, who broke the story about all the syringes and the trash and uh as homeless staying in tents outside Rhode Island, I'm told they have until Friday morning to move out. Here's what Governor McGreed told me Monday in response to the before out with the new a warming station. But there's a lot of problems with these quotes. It's not as simple as people think. Here's Governor McKee. Are you going to move Crandall. those people out? Are they going to be forced out at some point or is this going to go on all well, I wouldn't call for I wouldn't call for stuff. But the weather is getting to a point where uh, if we have knowledge of people who are living outside, whether it's in front of the state house or anywhere in any of our 39 cities and towns, our goal is to provide a warm shelter uh, for the time frame that the, uh, the, the cold weather is here. And it is approached and is probably on us right now. I guess my question, at some point, is there going to be an end to the tents outside the state house? Are you going to move them or make them move if they don't go to a So everybody that's outside is going to be given the opportunity to be in a warm shelter inside. And they're, they're no exception. So when, as we have provided the, uh, the opportunity, uh, then at that point in time, we'll be you know, offering that to the people outside the state house, And we expect that they would uh, take that opportunity rather than sleeping out in the cold. I would think that they would want to be in a, a shelter where there'd be services and food and uh, the ability to... To uh, make sure to protect their own health. If they don't, well, I, I think that we're, we're, we've come to the point where you know that's not an option. Uh, you know, outside anywhere, uh, including outside the state house. So we will make sure that the people who are outside the state house have the option to move into a warm shelter. You know, good job by Crandall there. Now, again, as I mentioned, and again, folks, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan at twelve twenty-one on this. Very rainy Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. We will be doing uh, Cranston PD Live later tonight, episode four. All the episodes are posted on the Facebook page. I'm a little amazed sometimes people say, well, I, I didn't see episode two. Where can I find that? Gee, where would episode two of Facebook Live, Cranston PD, let me... Let me think about that for a moment. I wonder where that might be. 
Did you check the Facebook page? I mean, of course, that's the first place you check. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this rainy Wednesday, I want to tell you about Limitless Outdoors. This company, they're based in Smithfield. You can call them for a free consultation, free quote, really, at 401-580-1852. The name of the company is Limitless Outdoors because what they can do for you with your property is truly limitless, limitless outdoors. So they will meet with you and discuss how best to use your outdoor space Turn into a safe space. Design your outdoor space. Now, people are realizing, you know, I think I'll use more of my property more year round. So maybe it is improve your patio or a walkway or steps. Or a big thing now is outdoor kitchens. And there's ways they can do that that are protected by the weather. Landscape lighting, retaining walls. What about a fire pit or an outdoor fireplace is huge now. You know, you see more and more people. I see people posting on Facebook where there they are. They're watching the Patriots game and they're outside and it looks kind of nice. It looks very nice. They can also, by the way, help you with your indoor fireplace as well. Updated kitchen backsplash. But it is limitless outdoors. If you've been thinking, you know, I wouldn't mind using my property, using my yard, seeing what they can come up with. If you check out their page, it is really incredible what they can do. It's it's you're adding to your living space and you're just utilizing your outdoor space. Well, Limitless Outdoors, they're based in Smithfield, 401-580-1852, 401-580-1852. For Limitless Outdoors, you can find them online at LimitlessOutdoorsRI. Well, folks, again, at 1224, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Burke's Martial Arts. Now, check out the website, depietro.com. Jake Burke. Jake is the real deal. He is like special forces, self-defense, fitness, martial arts. They also have kickboxing, 880 Eddy Street in Providence. If you know him, then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know him, this is where you want to go. Atomic Kickboxing, Martial Arts, Self-Defense and Fitness, Jake Burke, Martial Arts, 880 Eddy Street in Providence. Folks, the problem with the McKee situation, just to stay with me now, with the homeless, is, see, they keep, as someone that has been following the story, I know more about this than a lot of different people. What, but you, if you're listing and I don't, I, I don't, I haven't determined yet. I have a feeling that they're, they're not getting it and they don't really care. But what the McKee people are not realizing is the individuals you're talking about. This is what I have been trying to explain. They don't want to go to a shelter. They want free living. They want free housing. They want a free apartment, whatever it may be, however you want to phrase it. They don't want to go to a shelter. They're in a tent. It's not a lot, but it's their tent. They don't want to have to pay tent if, uh, rent. Excuse me. When they go to, yeah, that's right. When you, well, I've studied a long time. When you, and I've interviewed the homeless. I played horseshoes with the homeless. If you take the time, you know, when I was, um, 
when I was, um, uh, hold on, I almost lost my train of thought. But <clears throat> when I was interviewing some of the homeless, one of them said, I said, you know, well, what do you do during the day? And he said, well, I volunteer at this soup kitchen. And I thought, well, wait a minute, if you're homeless and you don't have income, you, 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 you don't have time to volunteer. You need a paying job. But see, the thing about volunteering at a, at a soup kitchen or they, they set up so the homeless people can come in and have free coffee in the morning. I think it's something like that. Well, they, 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 don't, they don't want any responsibility because if they're hungover or whatever reason, they decide to go to the beach or they go whatever. They want to just, who knows, somebody scores some money, they get some booze, drugs, whatever it may be. They don't, they don't want to have to have, that's what they don't want, many of them now. I, I know the media will always search for the one, there's 100 homeless people. If one of them has a job, that's who they do the story on. If there's 100 homeless people and somebody has a child with them, which they should not be on the street, that's who they do the story about. And they try to say, see, this is an example. Now, many of them do have criminal records. I'm not denying many of them have some psychological challenges without question many of them they come from rough rough they've had a rough life and it just got that much rougher but i have found they don't like rules the shelters have rules they don't like the responsibility of someone saying you are supposed to be at work today and they say i don't want to be at work today blah 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 so if you don't show up to volunteer they don't, nobody gets fired as a volunteer. But what they're missing, what Governor McKee and his staff are not fully identifying, are these people don't want a shelter. The people under the overpass at the highway, I'm not convinced they want to live under the underpass of the highway. They want free housing. That is the problem. And that is not. In California, they are going to give them free housing. And it's insanity, folks. As I've said, we have people amongst us that want to move all of us into a communist socialist society. And and part of that is there is none you know, of that. But the problem is then we have to pay for it. That's what I think Governor McKee is not fully functioning on. See, they just look at it as all you have to do is put these people up for the next couple of months. And when the warm weather hits, boom, they're gone. As soon as April hits, April into May, June, now they just camp out somewhere. Now, that's not a solution, by the way. And these encampments keep getting larger. And the tents and the people assisting them keep getting better. There's a, um, And I've talked about this. This problem really exploded after Occupy Wall Street. I was talking about this with someone just the other day who actually lives in another state. See, it was the Occupy Wall Street movement. The kids that were involved with Occupy Wall Street, a lot of them, they were college grads. Some of the kids did it for the summer. That was like their summer experience. They they bought really expensive tents and they were camping Occupy I just as it sounds, of Wall Street, down in the Wall Street area in New York. And what happened in September? They went back to the college campus and they gave their 
$1,000 tents that they got, you know, at Bass and some of these other places they and uh, that they got on Amazon. They gave them to the homeless people. So now if you check out the video that I have on Dupetro.com when I went live up there, someone donated because all, all those tents at the Rhode Island State House, they're all brand new. And as I was mentioning McGowan, you know, part of the problem is you can't. Is there someone in the tent? Is there not someone in the tent? Some of them sleep four. Some of them sleep two. Some of them sleep one. But they're all seemingly brand new tents. It, it looks like a L.L. Bean catalog in some ways. And what I mean about, so you can't tell. Is there someone sleeping in there? Are they not in there? Um, and, and there's a part about that that is a little disarming because all of a sudden there's no one standing around you. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's... It's like the munchkins coming out in munchkin land. Suddenly there's like eight homeless people standing around you. But that is the part that I don't hear a warming station. I don't even know what that means. A warming station. Would he stop in somewhere, warm up, and then what? Go back out and brave the cold? How about the fact? And there's a lot of problems at the, the blanket armory. As I mentioned, there's a good story about it. It wasn't Dan McGowan, but it was one of his colleagues at the Boston Globe. She's a good writer, Alexa. Let me just find her article. She went to the, the um, you know, they had a meeting about it or whatever the hell, the housing guy. And um, first of all, he wouldn't answer anything with the reporters. Cranston Street Armory, that's it. You know, I actually ran there, indoor track for Hendrickon, like way back. And that was a. I don't understand why that thing is still standing, by the way. It, it is somebody's making money off that. It should just be destroyed or the, they, the city should sell it or the state should sell it, whoever it does. You know, there was a period of time they were going to put the Rhode Island State Police there. They should have put the Rhode Island State Police there instead of out in situate. But the Cranston Street Armory, you know, this Oh, Josh Sale, the housing secretary. He he wouldn't answer questions from the media. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Oh, did we have to have a spokesperson now? So here are some of the problems. So someone says, just open up the armory. It's huge. Okay. Well, the armory's ballroom would be repurposed into a temporary warming shelter. Now the problem is it's only two thousand square feet, Cranston Street Armory, uh, on the west side. With a capacity of 50 people due to fire and safety codes. I like this line. It's unclear why the state could not reserve a larger section of the armory. Saul declined to take any questions from reporters after the commission's meeting. How is that possible? Why are you not answering questions, Josh Saul? Oh, I'm not, I'm not taking questions. Now, I also realize someone said, well, that place is perfect. They even have bathrooms and everything. But then part of the problem is, uh, let's see, according to the letter, here's what you have to provide. Storage needs, a $1 monthly rent to the state, utilities, maintenance technology, charging stations, Wi-Fi, food for three meals a day, 50 individuals, transportation, you have to pick them up, staffing, security, case management, portable to- toilets and showers will, will need to be provided. Is existing toilets in the armory are not ADA accessible. 
All right, well, maybe not everybody's in a blanking wheelchair. Like that is, who? who is, but of course, like the people that are involved with this are like, all food must be like vegan. And it's like, you got to have gift cards to Starbucks. I mean, it's that crowd. So I, I, what, what is this? We have to provide three meals a day to them. We have to give them transportation. Here's a charging station. Here's Wi-Fi. You have to have bathrooms, existing toilets that are ADA accessible. They're out on the street defecating in a tent. Now the bathrooms have to be handicapped accessible. Who is making these decisions? Ridiculous. God almighty. But see, that becomes the problem. The people that are involved with it. Oh, no, no. Food's got to be vegan. Uh, Well, just give them a coat. No, there's fur from an animal on that coat. Not giving it to them. Blah, blah, blah. You have to pick them up when they're ready. This life of Riley here. Life of leisure. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Hey, fill up that tank. 401-942-7500. 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company. They'll keep you warm this winter. 24 emergency service. Four generations trusted oil delivery. Make it easy. Keep your home comfortable and safe. Premier dealer Rhode Island. Highest quality heating fuels. Reliable, affordable service. Celebrating 90 years. Call them right now. Matthews Oil Company. And if you mention the chosen one, you start with a $50 credit. Matthews Oil Company. Call them 401-942-7500. 401-942-7500 for Matthews Oil Company. So do you see the problems that it's, it's all these demands? It's all these demands. No, I don't want to go there. Why not? Because I want to be able to sleep next to my... You know, partner here. No, no, no. It's it's men over here, women over there. No, no, I'm not doing it then. Well, whatever happened to like beggars can't be choosers. I also noticed not to pick on an, another media outlet, but homeless individuals evicted from Rhode Island State House grounds. Channel 12. That's actually not accurate. I mean, they haven't been evicted yet. They give an eviction notice. They want them out of there in 48 hours. Over the 48 hours, we're going to continue to meet, offer them. Immediate bed transportation to a shelter, says Andrea Palagi, communications director. Their possessions will be stored free of charge for 30 days. Everything? Any other demands? What do they want for dinner? Going to be monitored? I mean, of all the things, and, and I'm not surprised, this is... All the headlines right now, unhoused people camping ordered to vacate grounds in 48 hours, Channel 10. That's actually more accurate. (laughs) Who did the story? I don't know. Unhoused individuals. That's right. Don't call me homeless. All right, what are you? Unhoused. Camping or sleeping overnight at the state house is prohibited. And I have a story up on this at DePetro.com. The problem is they never enforced it. You watch. Some attorney will step forward and try to get an emergency stay so they don't have to be evicted. 
Um, channel six, people living in tents outside state house handed eviction notices. <laughs> Who did this story? No name. Now, here they say Rhode Island State Police handed eviction notices. Now, that's not actually accurate. It was governor's staff people. With this notice, you're being provided with a bed and emergency shelter. They have state police there, but there's always state police at the state house. Same thing with Capitol Police. The Cranston Street Armory will not provide enough beds to house the number of homeless in the state. That's true. The ballroom holds 50 people, and then it's open until mid-April, then they can go back to living outside. That's not, that's not a solution, but Channel 6, iCarly actress Jeanette McCurdy coming to URI, best known for playing Sam on Nickelodeon's iCarly. <laughs> oh, I thought she was attending URI. No, she's just visiting. Gives the impression, right? Coming to URI. Oh, she's going to be a URI student. No, not exactly. Now, Channel 6. Seven displaced after fire breaks out in Providence home. See? that Those people are, wait for it, homeless. Five o'clock this morning on America Street. Fire person, they arrived to the scene. The neighborhood filled with smoke. Because of the buggy weather. Flames are coming from a multiple windows on the third floor. Shut off power utilities. No injuries were reported. And more water than you can imagine, even though it was raining out. But those people are homeless. This situation with the state house, I have found that there's advocates in the mix. So now let me just check the latest, because I believe I am predicting. That someone is going to um, I am predicting that 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 this is gonna have a legal challenge. Right? They're gonna good afternoon everybody at twelve forty. So all Governor McKee has now done is set up a media timeline to all the media will now, myself included. Friday morning at nine o'clock, be at the state house to see if they're going to, in fact, have another reenactment of the smoke shop raid. If they're going to, re- in fact, evict them, I don't know. Now I think legally they had to do that, but it was, in all fairness, it was. So they have six hundred and forty right now. Members of the staff are issuing eviction. They have six hundred and forty-eight hours. No, they have forty-eight hours actually. Um, I and I like and I saw some of the coverage of this. People saying, "Well, which shelter?" And then they said, uh, "Emmanuel House." Couples will have one separated. Man, one man who cares for his wheelbound chair wife has no idea what he'll do. So you have a man who cares for his wheelchair-bound wife, and they're intense at the Rhode Island State House. Like. The, the decision making is is just mind blowing. For weeks, homeless have been living in tents on State House Plaza. Weeks before Christmas, all are being evicted. Couples and families are being split up. Boy, this sounds like at the border. 
Quick reminder, poverty and homelessness are not crimes. They're crimes against humanity. Let them stay. (laughs) No mention of the, uh, you know, all the foolishness. God bless me. I'm sorry, folks. I apologize. Juan is sneezing. Um, No mention. And all these people, prove you care for your constituents. Are any of you cold and wet sleeping in front of our state capitol? It's disgusting. Help not judge or ignore. Let's see. I was told the shelters made available. Everyone camping out of the state's house. No list has been provided. Looks like the scheme to evict everyone was enacted before adequate shelter beds were found, especially for women's and couples. What other demands do they have? See, that's what, what whatever happened to beggars can't be choosers. Did Rhode Island get federal money? Where's the money going? We have no affordable housing or homes. When they say affordable housing, what do they really mean? Free housing. That's what we're talking about. I like this woman. This makes my blood boil. Sick of the greed in the state and country. Where's the empathy and human decency? Um, I like this to Governor McKee. People are tweeting at him. Let's see. Um, I voted for you. For your union embrace, but also under the premise should be better than a GOP out-of-state corporist MAGA lover. This is some cop-out GOP BS. Emanuel House said they had vacancies all along. <laughs> At Emanuel House, you have to be in by six or seven, out by seven o'clock. If you sleep in a tent, you don't have to leave. So what, but what Governor McGreed has done now is now it's showdown time on Friday. I would say this is not how you wanna handle it, but that's me. I would think you wanna do everything you can to try to avoid any type of, you know, red line showdown. You want to avoid that as much as possible. Unhoused people camp at their state house being leaved to, to ask to leave in the next 48 hours. Um, well, who, where are the tents going? Those are nice tents. Cranston Street Armory was to open after December 7th. What a disaster. What is taking so long? God, Governor McKee, get it together for crying out loud. Him and the staff. Folks, it's 1245. Now, listen, I am aware what happened in Georgia. I'm going to touch on that next hour. And there is some other news of the day. But this is this is big because I, I don't know who's making the decisions. Governor McKee, it was announced yesterday. And I like her a lot. Elena Cerrone is no longer going to be. We talked about it. I talked about it with Dan McGowan in, in our 11 o'clock hour. So, um, by the way, Mike Pompeo, if he's trying to get my vote for president, he's doing a pretty good job. Don't count that guy out. He is. Uh, he just pulled a power move, Mike Pompeo. Now, we'll see if he's for real. 
But if he's trying to get my vote to support him in a GOP primary, he's doing a pretty good job of it right now. I'll say this, but um, Elena Cerrone, who worked for Governor McKee, she worked at Channel 6, and then she um, left there. She was an anchor to work for the governor. Then then she went to work on the campaign because you can't be your press person and the campaign person. And now she put out yesterday after long four months on the campaign, I decided not to return to my position as press secretary, enjoying some extra time with my two babies. She has two young children. Very excited to have mommy home, I think. So, and then the McKee people put out a statement. We want to provide a quick update on our communications team. After taking some much deserved time off after campaign season, Alana O'Hare, which is her married name, which doesn't match her Twitter name, but anyhow, will not be returning to her position as press secretary in the governor's office. We thank Alana. For her hard work, look forward to seeing what she does next. The governor's communication office is currently looking to fill the position of press secretary. In the meantime, Andrea Palagi and Matt Schief are the, the contacts for press inquiries. Now, the um, the thing about that, folks, it, you know, as I'm looking at this, so her, her married name is Alana O'Hare. And on Twitter, it just says Alana Sarone. But anyhow, it, it is maybe it was difficult to switch and we all know who she is i like her a lot i respect her as i talked about dame mcgowan that that was a a tough gig there was a tough campaign when you think what she went through with primary night right she had to deal with the fallout of the hey eva hang up on them right should have been the victory night turned into a disaster for a couple of days until helena Folks came out and said, "All right, all right, I'm I'm gonna support this guy," but leading up to that, that was tough. So that was difficult. And then you had where the governor had the meltdown during the Ed Fitzpatrick Boston Globe podcast, which was supposed to be like a friendly, "Hey, what's the card game you play with your mother?" And then Governor McKee just went off the rails on him and started attacking him, attacking McGowan, attacking Channel Twelve. He just like snapped. So now that I have heard again, he, you know, I had heard that, that he was blaming that on her. Hey, I thought this was supposed to be a flattering piece. He didn't seem to get that they were recording it, even though the Globe had a boom mic there the whole time. I don't know what to make of that, but somehow. And then we, you know, we, you see that Governor McKee won handily over Ashley Kayla. So it could have been like in such a good mood that nothing's going to rattle him. Just, yeah, let's just play cards for a few minutes. Hey, you know, just come up with some cliches. Hey, you know, sometimes you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So anyhow, what you do is you deal the card and just like just keep moving on with it. Kind of like, well, you know, it just kind of comes with the territory, right? Almost, I believe, could have been a little bit more of like the never let them see a sweat. Eh, you know, kind of comes with it. That's why I have a thick skin, blah, blah, blah. Looking forward to the next four years. Something along the lines of that's not how it went. So now there is obviously speculation. All right. That certainly opens the door for Captain Fathead, whether or not Pork Boy is actually now going to step up to the plate. He's been the advocate. He's always in the governor's ear. Here's what you should do. Do this, do that, do this, do that. So now the window is open. Now we will see whether or not, in fact, he will be joining 
the window is definitely open there. And I know someone said, well, you know, compared to what she was making, he would want more. I, I, I'm sure that's open. But you got to understand with, with Governor McKee, jobs are currency. Everything up there is a negotiation. So there are things that he wants. There are things the speaker wants. And then there are things the Senate president wants. And everything becomes a negotiation. If the Senate president says, listen, I'm going to hire this person and I don't want you guys to take shots at me. He, you know, throws his card down. In exchange for that, Governor McKee, like they're playing a card game. Governor McKee says, all right, well, I'm going to hire this person, whatever. I'm going to bring Tony Silva back. And I expect you guys to have my back with that. So he throws down his favor card. And then the speaker may say, you know, whatever. I want this person needs a job, whatever. And by the way, this... This is the problem when you have three Democrats in office. Now, it could work. You know, I'm not saying that Chafee wasn't open to some kind of horse trading or Governor Kachiri when sometimes if you want that, I'll do this. But so my point is, I don't think there's anything written in stone. If somebody really wanted to hire someone, what they don't want is blowback of the speaker or Senate president saying, I don't know, I'm not comfortable with that uh, hire. And, and Governor McKee has a lot of job openings, by the way, and a lot of state agencies, there's, there's jobs open. So the problem is they use jobs as currency. So you have someone who is a big donor to this person, and they say, I need to get this person's son, daughter, brother-in-law, cousin, wife, a job. And then the other person says, okay, but what if I need this, blah, blah, I need funding for this. And, folks, it just goes on all day long. As Gina Raimondo said, they all the lobbyists, the backroom deal, they go into a room, and I want this, I want that, and that's and out pops out a budget. That was, that, then, that was General Treasurer Gina Raimondo who, who said those words. Folks, at 1252, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this rainy Wednesday is brought by Ameriprise Financial for over 125 years. Our guy, Tom Bryan. Now, I shared his page on Facebook yesterday. Why not take advantage of a free consultation? Now, right now on this rainy Wednesday, the end of the year, going into a new year, it's always kind of a good time. Get a sense, a semblance of where your finances are. And with Tom Bryan... An Ameriprise financial advisor, hey, they're going to put you first, provide advice, unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms, whatever your financial challenge and goal is. Put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for you through personal one-on-one relationship, regardless of your age. Why not take advantage of a free consultation? Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisor. You got to have a plan. Matt Patricia doesn't have a plan. Belichick usually has a plan. Tom Bryan has a plan. Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Ameriprise Financial Advisors. We're talking about for over 125 years. Ameriprise Financial has helped millions of Americans retire on their terms by providing advice for their unique goals. Folks, what I'm offering you on this rainy Wednesday, when no one's offering you anything, I'm offering you a free consultation with our guy, Tom Bryant. Regardless of age, why not set up an appointment for your son 
or your daughter or your grandson and granddaughter. You know, people are living longer. Maybe you thought you were going to retire. Maybe it's not a good idea to retire now. Maybe you could work five more years, ten more years. Maybe you want to get back into the workforce. But you don't want to lose some of the money you're getting right now through pension or Social Security. Ameriprise Financial Advisor. Sit down with Tom Bryan today. 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Free consultation. Tom Bryan. Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 1254. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour, I am going to talk about that. I am very impressed by uh, Mike Pompeo. But last night, that was, um, I, um, I, I, I just, I don't like this process we have now where it's election month. This this early voting, I don't like mail ballots. I don't like early voting. I know some people saying, "Well, you have to get used to the new way," but I think the I I maintain, and I'm not alone. The farther you get away from day of voting, every time you do that, you open up the possibility of shenanigans and fraud. And last night was a good example, where now granted, you have a Republican governor in Georgia. And you have a Republican Secretary of State. But Herschel Walker, I I was surprised he was running. I didn't think he was a great candidate. I know he was a football hero in Georgia. When those stories started hitting on him, it was brutal. And now the Democrats control the Senate, 51 to 49. That was a winnable race. That was a winnable race. That was a, I don't think he was a great candidate. That candidate in, um, Dr. Raz was not a great candidate. I didn't think Dr. Raz was a great candidate. Those were winnable seats. Pat Toomey, from who went to LaSalle, he's the Republican leaving the Senate in Pennsylvania. So they, that's flipping to Fetterman. And then this Georgia seat, I don't know if he was the right guy. But yesterday was a tough day, I think, for the Trump campaign. Because he, he really backed Herschel Walker. And then President Trump didn't even go in for a rally. Early, the day of voting was um, was strong, but, you know, they had Obama going in there. I know that people want to then just start talking about mail ballots being dumped and everything else. But you, you have a Republican secretary of state and a Republican governor in Georgia. So I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced of that every time. I'm just not. But I, um, I, I don't like... The new system, as I've said. And I also have said, I really want to, um, I, I, I don't like in Rhode Island, for anyone that wonders in Rhode Island, where, where the Trump people, and in my opinion now, what, obviously, but with President Trump, when he allowed that Sid Powell and Linwood, when he allowed Giuliani and the rest of them to convince people that the problem was in the machines, that that I, I I think that it just went off the reservation, and to me, it did more damage than good. We we have people that they get some information, but they don't, you know. For instance, like the people that watch the film Two Thousand Mules, and then they they that film seventy five percent of it was good and accurate, but then it just goes off the rails, you know. Like I I can't tell you the number of people. 
a large number of people that would say to me, what we need to do in Rhode Island is put cameras on the drop boxes. And I would say, why? And they'd say, that way you see if anyone's dumping more than a certain number of ballots. And then I would explain, you don't understand, Rhode Island, there's no limit the number of ballots you can drop off. So, okay, you have video of someone dropping in 5,000 ballots or 1,000 ballots, and they have not done anything wrong. So, in the Rhode Island Republican Party, in my eyes, really dropped the ball in explaining to people, as I've talked about, um, I'm not going to keep going back over it, but, but I think I have articulated it better than even the party and others have and some of the candidates have. Rhode Island, there's no limit on the number of ballots campaigns can handle. In Massachusetts and Connecticut, it's 10. In Florida, it's no more than three. Rhode Island, and with the new Secretary of State, I'm going to approach him because I'd, I'd just like to find out what could be done to change it. I don't think enough is done. People start just going all over the place, and they're not. it's not a coherent message. And I know some people think they have a coherent message, but it's not resonating, and it's not working, and the system is now even more wide open. And, and you saw it on primary day, Helena folks beat Governor McKee on primary day, and then you saw it on election day when Aaron Gukian beat Sabina Matos and Cranston Mayor Alan Fung beat Seth Magaziner. But then you had the GOP chairwoman on 10 News Conference and said, no, I, I have no problem with how this last election was done. And like you're not going to get windows of opportunity. Is anyone talking about the election now? No one's talking about the election now. The window is closed on that. There's windows of opportunity. All right, folks, another hour to go. We're back after the one o'clock news. Facebook Live is later.